electoral process and to also verify the accuracy of the election results announced. On the program today, the spotlight will be on Young Africa's Watching the Vote Election Observation Plan for Oshun 2022. And I have my guests in the studios. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Sipo Gomino, Nipila Oshun, Tin Kude de Bayo, Ajoti Shamujibo, Yaga Africa, Tiwa Baradi, Tatiripe, Awanu Dibo, Ojolo Runi, Lori Boro Idibo, Yoshima Long, Lodjoibo, Yaga Africa, Yosha, Wikale Tabili, Tiomashun Kaidibo, in a parallel vote tabulation, PVT, PVT, Jay Lanot of Babamu, Tiosi Fanwulu Yebo, Lati Dabo Nipai to Idibono, Lai Ledabakon, no, PVT, Yosa Fanwulu Yoshun, Boya Sidibo, no, Wani Bamu Kelu, and Waibo, Tondi, Lamu Juku Idibo, Yaga Africa, Yoko. Welcome back to the midnight edition of Watching the Vote Hour, courtesy of Yaga Africa. I told you before we went on that break that we will be talking about Yaga Africa's Watching the Vote Election Observation Plan for Russian 2022. And I have my guest in the studios. My guest is no less uh, a person than Yaga Africa's head of elections, uh, Paul James. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much and good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon to you too. I wanted to say hi to the good people of Oshun State. Of course, what a great way to start our engagement in Oshun State and to really and truly say we um, are grateful to the people of Oshun State for this opportunity, but most importantly also about how the people of Oshun have been very committed to the electioneering process in Oshun and by extension also in Nigeria. As we know, um, Oshun is one state that if it sneezes, the other part of the country catches cold, especially because this will be the last off-cycle election to be conducted before we go into the general elections in 2023. So a lot that will happen from this election is going to define how the 20 the, uh, is going to define the narratives for the 2023 election. So, of course, uh, for me, this is home because this will be like my third election observation in Ocean State. I was there in 2014, 2016. Yeah, thereabouts, yes. Yeah, and then I was back also in the 2018 election, and here we are. So, we are grateful to God for this opportunity and also for the warm welcome we have all received. Mm-hmm. From the good people of Ocean State, the Omolua abyss of Ocean State. Yeah, well, thank you for that. Now, Yaga Africa is the household name. Uh, can you tell us more about this organization? Of course, like we know, Yaga Africa is a civil society organization that promotes democratic governance, human rights, and civic participation. Mm. It started as a, a student movement in the University of Jos in 2007 and have grown to become a brand not only in Nigeria, within Africa and also by extension uh, to some parts of the world. It works to promote, like I said, democratic governance, human rights and civil participation. Mm. Our mission is anchored on the, uh, is uh, to support, build and support democracy, is anchored on the principles of justice, inclusion and accountability. And then the vision for Yaga Africa is a people-driven and democratic Africa. So, um, whilst we have the office in Abuja, Yaga Africa operates in every of the 774 local government in Nigeria. We also have our personnel in every state of the country. And we have worked, or we have our foots on ground in more than 10 African countries and have been working also across, uh, across Europe, uh, the Americas, and also uh, uh, the United States of America as well. So in Nigeria, we have been observing elections since 2007. Like I said, we have we were uh, very deeply involved in the 2011 general elections, 2015, and also in the 2019 election. 
um, Jaga Africa had also observed the 2018 Oshun governorship election where we deployed a special kind of methodology we call the parallel vote tabulation. I'm sure in the course of the conversation we'll drift dive, exactly. uh, dive into the conversation on how that methodology works. But by and large, like I said, it is home for us. How we operate is we walk through the movement. Uh, we build. We walk through building movement of citizens that are committed to electoral uh, promoting electoral integrity. So whilst, like I said, we have the office in Abuja, in Oshun, we have our personnel in every of the 30 local governments of the state, as well as also a coordinator that helps to coordinate Africa's activities in the state. So we are here again for the 2023 election. And then I am sure again the opportunity will, uh, you will provide the opportunity to roll out our election observation plans for Ocean 2022. Uh, your plans are always citizen-led. Why that? Of course, because we believe um, if you want to promote electoral integrity, electoral transparency, you want to do it through the people, not some sort of structure imposing their will on the people but then if this side internalized and it is coming it is driven from within to outside by the people you begin to see the reflection in almost every aspect of governance if the people truly understand the power they wield in their hands if the people truly understand the resources they also have in their disposal to make the desired change of course you have the kind of government that everybody will be proud of. So we believe that through providing citizen education, uh, uh, a civic education on the civil rights, on uh, helping people to understand how it means to be part of a government, how it means to hold government to account, then you have a responsible government in place. So what we do basically is while we recruit this uh, uh, individuals from within the community, from within the people, we empower them through providing training and then they are commissioned to go over a course of a period to observe the electioneering process and provide timely and accurate information. Uh, through this feedback, you help to build confidence in the process. Through this feedback, people feel engaged and people feel empowered to trust or uh, uh, feel empowered to hold the government to account or also feel they are a part of a process that is leading to the change that everybody desires. Mm. Uh, interesting. Now, Yaga Africa has been overseeing uh, elections, I mean, covering elections for over a decade now. Now, you also said in your introduction that you were here in 2014 and you were also here in 2018 when in, in Oshun State. So, how has your experience been with the state? Well, different experiences, different contexts, but one of the things, like I had said in my introductory remarks, is the fact that the people of Ocean State are politically conscious, they are politically aware, and they also know that the only legitimate means of bringing in the desired government that they want is through the power of their vote. We have seen that demonstrated in the 2018 governorship election, where in the first round of voting, there was no clear winner until uh, we had to go through a second round of voting. For me, that is a clear demonstration that people understand that change that we want can only happen through the ballot. We have seen through the electioneering process in the 2018 uh, Ocean election, whilst the usual suspects were there doing their work, I mean, they are trying to woo voters, we saw also determination on the part of the voters to ensure that um, well, their rights, are, their, their rights are respected and true that the enabling environment is also provided in the sense that we saw them also challenging the authority, uh, the instituted authorities as of that, challenging in a positive sense uh, as to, for instance, know where they were supposed to vote, holding INEC to account and even when the election they didn't go the way that everybody expected. I mean, the first round, not everybody, some people didn't expect that. We also hear, I mean, see citizens raising concerns, raising questions as to the integrity of that election and also the future of our electoral democracy. So that has been the experience from the past. And I think nothing has also changed based on what we are seeing also in the build-up to this election that almost every stakeholder that we have engaged in the uh, course of our engagement since uh, we started since early April up to this moment 
we have seen that enthusiasm on the part of the people to ensure that the election come July uh, 18 happens in Ocean State. So for me, that is it, that this is really citizens driven. This is people led and also that the authorities responsible for uh, giving us the kind of election we want at the moment are up and doing. And then it is also important to state that based on what we have seen also in the build up to the elections in 2018 and even as of now, there hasn't been so much cause for concern regarding the electioneering process. It has been peaceful so far. We are hoping that this is going to be also the song that all of us will sing on July the 18th. Interesting. I wanted to ask you about the, the July the 16th. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about, um, you know, the peculiarities of the average Oshun voter. You know, what have you observed? And since you've been around, probably you've interacted with data or you've, you've spoken with some people. What are they saying about the election? Well, the only thing they are saying about the election, as much as I know, is that I think like I keep saying is that they understand the power of their vote. Questions have been asked about, for instance, what is the location of the new polling unit? Ocean used to have 3,010 polling units. Now, by INEC data, Ocean will have about 3,763 polling units. I mean, there are additional polling units that have been added added to the ones we have. They used to be part of the already existing polling units. So, you have voters asking the new questions like, where are these located? And also, if you go by the data from the voter registration that had happened in this state, Ocean provided a new narrative to citizens' engagement. Mm. The online registration was superb. The physical registration was superb. For me, it's a clear demonstration and a confirmation of what we have seen from 2019 and a clear demonstration that people truly want to engage the process. So, I mean... uh, Whatever it is, the electioneering, I mean, the campaigns are happening also by the political parties. But ultimately, I think it's that clear understanding on the part of the people of Ocean State that election is just the ultimate decider. And then they are engaging it as as it is supposed to be. What we have been hearing from them is also commitment on the part of um, other stakeholders, especially observers that are observing the process to remain uh, to, uh, to to be fair to all, to remain unbiased in the engagement of the process. So for me, as uh, I mean, one of these observers, especially working with Yaga Africa, this has been our commitment to the people of Ocean, and this is what how we want to stay true to it, that we will remain unbiased and non-partisan, and also report, prov- provide timely and uh, and precise reports as we get them from our engagements. Also, interesting. You talk about the, the, the campaigns the other time. Um, what have you observed as well? Uh, are campaigns really going on? You know, uh, are they keeping up with uh, your expectations? You know, uh, are, the, are the campaigns issue-based? You know, well, what have, what have before, you observed? Before we talk about the campaign, the way you are saying what I, I observe, I don't want us to personalize it like what Paul has observed. Exactly, Yaga Africa. Exactly. So this is the efforts by... Uh, the people of Ocean State, right, through the instrumentality of Yaga Africa, to say that what we had done precisely from uh, April 24th, 25th, we trained 32 long-term observers that we have deployed across the 30 local governments of Ocean State. Some people may want to ask, why 32? 32 because some uh, local government in the state are large, and you need enough personnel to be able to um, uh, manage the kind of observation efforts we want at those level. We got, like for instance, Oshobo has two coordinators. So based on this, what we had done is um, we had trained them on a special kind of systematic observation of the pre-election. And so what we did was we came up with four or five critical elements to observe in the build-up to the election. One of the elements is what we call INEC activities, not confined to just voter education, but INEC activity encompassing, for instance, identification of polling units, creation of polling unit, identification of polling units. That's why I was able to have, for instance, information about um, 
the, the new polling that INEC have created, information about um, whether or not INEC is uh, meeting with stakeholders as part of preparatory efforts for the election, that is also ongoing. Activities of INEC that relates to even um, talking about procurement of materials for the election, sensitive and non-sensitive materials, recruitment of ad hoc staff for the election. All of those are ongoing. So our personnel are observing this and reporting. On the other hand, we have another element, which is the voter education activities. So voter education, not uh, I mean voter education as conducted by civil society organization, as conducted by even INEC, as conducted also by the National Orientation Agency. So both voter education and voter information. And for us, we don't see it as rocket science. It's not something big. As simple as telling people, for instance, we've got new polling units. For me, it is voter education. As simple as telling people, go pick up your PVC. With no PVC, you cannot vote. Is voter education. So we are seeing, for instance, um, leaflets, posters by INEC, uh, also efforts by civil society through flyers and the likes in town to get people to engage the process. Another part, which is back to the question you have asked, is about political party campaigns. Exactly. So as part of the political party campaigns as well, we were in town actually when the party primaries happened, but we were not able to observe that because it didn't cover the, uh, the observation plans we had for the election. But then we had a sense of what happened even from the party primaries. But specifically for the election, we are observing all campaign activities by political parties. I, I, I mean, we also we are focusing on the ones we saw are more visible. We know the parties already that are visible in town, so we are tracking and reporting what they are doing. Already, we are seeing a lot of uh, efforts by this um, candidate, uh, by the uh, aspirants, uh, the candidates in the election, to be able to get people on their side. A lot of promises also by this candidate, which is also which has become like uh, the common feature we see in every election process. But then our concern is whether people are keeping track of all of these promises. Some persons are saying they have enough money in hard currencies and local currencies that they can use to woo voters and all the likes. And so we want to see that all of these are translated also to discussing um, issues and how this can translate also into bettering the lives of uh, everyone in Ocean State. So, but as this commitment are made by the politicians, we want to hold them to account. Most times, what, are, what these politicians say when they engage with the voters are things that translate to their, uh, I mean, to their policy direction. So you have a sense of what they want to do based on what you hear them say during their engagement. So we're taking notes of this we're tracking that it is, uh, I mean, it is important to say that campaigns have, uh, to a large extent, started across all the local governments. You will see billboards uh, uh, with uh, the, the faces of aspirants on them. You also see a one-on-one -on -one engagement by aspirants. Rallies are happening across all the local governments. So far, it has been rancor-free. That is why, in my earlier comments, again, I said the peace that we have seen in the past we are already seeing that also in this election, and we hope that that can also uh, continue until the election. The other element that we are also observing is the engagement of people with categorized and marginalized community. That is women, youth, and persons with disability. That is to what effort are campaigns targeted at them, are campaigns specific to, uh, to address their need and their issues around the election. And what we have been seeing so far from the political parties, most of the public outreaches that have been conducted, the people you see attend such outreaches are mostly women, are also mostly young people. So to a large extent, uh, we feel there is this sort of cordiality, this sort of uh, engagement within the political parties and the people. But of course, as always, you want to ask for more, that um, this is also... As much as we know, we, we don't see so much involvement, especially on the part of the party, to deliberately have women and young people as the faces of their campaign posters or on their own, uh, on the ballots, uh, on, on the ballot papers come elections. So we are hoping that as we, uh, as we uh, pivot towards the future, that these are the kind of things we want to see addressed, not necessarily just uh, 
bringing them around campaign and making those promises, but a deliberate, uh, a deliberate attempt by the political parties in the future to truly have these people more involved in the party affairs, more involved in the party activities. So that is the fourth element, observing the engagement of these people in the electoral process. Another part of the engagement is also what we call building early warning signs of election violence because we see election violence as any acts or threat of violence directed at individuals or materials that are involved in the electoral process which are intended to disrupt the process or undermine the process of the election. So we have about 10 indicators that we have come up with. One of the indicators, for instance, is striking INEC Act. I, I mean, any violence directed at INEC or anybody that is working around the election, it could be observer. It could be a personal attack on INEC or INEC officials. It could also be attack on INEC facility. One of the most prized assets we know at the moment is the biomodal voter registration system, the beavers that will be used for the election. So we are keeping track of all of this to see whether there are direct attacks targeted to see or ensure that this doesn't work in our election. We got also another indicator like political party or candidate-related violence. So any violence directed or targeted specifically on the parties as they go about their campaigns or their candidates or even their supporters, we track that and we report. One of the violence, we, one of the indicators we have also is the one that is related to identity or gender-based violence. We are, I mean, that's something we hold dear to our heart is the engagement or involvement of women in the election. So we are very concerned or very particular when there are violence that are targeted or that, that are intended to uh, to see how, uh, I mean, uh, to, uh, that, that are intended to limit the involvement of women in the electoral process. So we are very particular and very concerned about that. Most importantly, also, we are also tracking and observing um the use of state resources, the abuse of state resources in this process, and whether or not the government uh, is fair to all aspirants, especially uh, in accessing public facility for their own campaign. So what we do essentially is that these observers have been deployed. They have been commissioned since uh, April the 25th, and they will stay deployed until the eve of the election. Every fortnight, every few, uh, two weeks, they observe all of this and they send information to us, which is analyzed and then shared with the public. So as we speak, we are just in the process of releasing our first pre-election report. Mm. Over the course of the observation, we are going to release five reports every two weeks. But then, as they are doing the engagement also, where they observe anything that they think will need immediate attention, we call them critical incidents. We see them as things that are shocking and frightening that could undermine the electoral process. So in the moment they see things that they think will, uh, will require immediate response by authorities concerned, it could be security, it could be uh, INEC or any other stakeholder working around the election, they are expected to share this with us so we can also escalate that information to those stakeholders. So we are keeping track of that. So far, no major incident has been reported. And so um, as soon as we get that, our commitment to the people of Oshun State is that we are going to be sharing this information with them as we get them. So those are some of your plans uh, for, for this election. Now, I know that Yaga Africa is really leveraging on technology uh, to cover election in the state. So uh, how would that play out? Well, <laughs> almost everything we do now revolves around technology. But then, when we talk about technology, let, I don't want... It is not too much of sophistication when you think technology. It's as simple as having a central system where election report information is aggregated. So what we do is, for our observers, they all have a checklist. Mm. Checklists have sets of questions that mirror the kind of things we want to observe around the election, especially in the build-up to the election. For instance, if you are looking at INET uh, activities of voter education campaign, are they specific to women? What are the stakeholders telling women about how to engage in the election? So it's all stated in the checklist. As they observe the activities of the stakeholders, they mark them on the checklist. They complete the form. And then they transfer the information from the form to their phone. When they transfer the information using a coded SMS, 
they send the information to us and then the information is analyzed in near real time and shared with the public so these are the simple technology we use in the aspects of reporting but of course as part of what we use also in the aspect of sharing information with the public we use all our social media interface the facebook at yaga africa on twitter at yaga in Insta- on instagram at yaga even on tiktok uh, on tiktok mm-hmm. so we are on all the social media interface where we are sharing information about the election as we receive them with the general public and in specific mm-hmm. with the people of ocean state so i mean technology is at the heart of what we do at yaga from the election observation to also reporting on the uh, on the observation efforts to the people so is that what actually uh, differentiates what you do from the traditional observation of elections? I sincerely don't want to call it a traditional election observation. Everybody have their area of focus for election observation, have the methodology they adopt for election observation. For us, we adopt a systematic election observation in the sense there is a system, there is a process of doing that but most importantly also we pride in providing timely and precise information to the public and then because uh, uh, when uh, uh, news is not news when it is not new so perhaps that is what makes it a little different from what others do so as soon as we get the information we engage with the people that need the information when they need that information perhaps that is what makes it a little bit different but everybody have their interest like we know Election observation is the process of observing any aspect of the electoral process. Some people's interest could be just observing the deployment of security. Some could be women involvement in the election process. Some could be about the uh, about engagement of people with disability in the electoral process. So we attempt to do a comprehensive observation, but with a format of methodology, for instance, of engaging observers and then there is also a process that you can verify that these observers are in the field. There is a process of also fact-checking of verifying also this information that observers are sharing with us. Because for us, for every information that we get from the observers, it has to pass through four processes. One, is it plausible? Is it possible? Two, you want to see whether they have confirmed with even, I mean, whether you can compare with, uh, uh, with other sources. Three, you want to also check whether you can gather uh, even more evidence about the information that the people like. So I, I think it's a sort of rigorous uh, uh, processes that go into even gathering our data for me that makes it a little bit different from what other people are doing. But in the, by their own rights, in their own efforts, I think every other observer group is doing their bits to also promote the integrity of the election. Okay, uh, let's talk about um, another initiative of Yaga Africa, a parallel uh, vote tabulation. How does it work? And how will it work for this election? Sure. So everything I have said so far is about the pre-election observation. At Yaga, we adopt the election cycle approach. Election cycle in the sense that election is some of what happened before, during, and after people go to vote. So election is... um, not an event election is an activity we should not limit election to just what will happen on july july 16th but a sum of what is even happening now like for instance voter registration that happened collection of pvcs are ongoing they are all part of the election process so every aspect for us is important and requires observation especially by independent non-partisan citizen observers so for election day what we, are, what we are doing currently with 32 people in the field is a pre-election observation. For election day, we'll be deploying a special kind of methodology that, uh, that we call the parallel vote tabulation. Parallel vote tabulation has been deployed in over 50 countries. It has been in existence since 1986. It started in the Philippines. It started because people did not trust the election outcome that they were getting. And so they decided to they decided to engage the process positively by an attempt they did and they deployed over uh, to over seventy percent of the polling units in the Philippines, where they tried to get election results in their purest form at the polling unit level. So when they compared that against what the commission was 
about to report them, they were able to hold the commission to account and with that they changed, they altered the sequence of what the commission will have done and were able to ask uh, if one of the former dictators we know in the Philippines, Emmanuel Ferdinand Marcos, from power. So lessons from that, different adaptations. Nigeria started deploying since 2011 in the general election and the parallel vote tabulation has been deployed in over 20 elections in Nigeria. Yaga Africa started deploying the parallel vote tabulation in Ondo in 2016 and has gone ahead to deploy the, election, the methodology in over nine elections. We did that in 2018, like I said, in Oshun State. What is the methodology? Why are we so excited about it? it uh, the PVT methodology is an election day observation methodology that allows independent, non-partisan observers to systematically assess the process of voting and counting. And on the basis of what we see during the voting and counting, we will, estimate, we will project the election outcome and then verify the election results in near real time. So it is on the basis of what you see that you make projections about what the outcome will likely be. But using the PVT, you don't endorse a bad election. And that is why we think the connection between what you see before the election, you can link it up to how or not, whether or not the election will be good or not. There is a popular saying that you knew a good Friday from a Wednesday. So you have to make a connection between the pre-election. That is why we are currently engaging the pre-election observation. But what is the PVT itself? How does it work? Whilst I say it is an election the observation methodology, the state of Oshun got over 3,000 polling units. Now, what we do is to prioritize quality over quantity. We may not have the resources to be able to cover all of that, deploy observers to all of those polling units and get the same kind of results from the polling units. So what we do is to do what we do in our everyday life, to do sample. Just like when we go to do malaria tests, when we go to make we go do tests, let me even switch to the language I understand better. <laughs> when we go make we do tests, doctor know they come out the blood where they are body all. They go just come out small, run and run package and do sample and then from the sample they go know whether person get malaria uh, or person no get malaria. So if far they, the, the, the sample yes, is If they use malaria as an example, you can think of every other thing we do in our everyday life. Like if we even want to go buy beans for market, you go just fetch from the back small. Carry and look the beans, know whether the beans are good or bad beans. So all of those ideas. So these are the things we do in our everyday life. And so we thought to also bring it to election observation that we may not have the wherewithal to go to every polling unit, but we could run a sample that is representative, like you said. What does representation mean? If you look at Ocean State, Ocean has 30 local governments. If, for instance, the total polling units in Ocean State are 3,763, if Oshobo, as an example, has 300 polling units, you want to say, what is the percentage of this 300 by the total polling unit in Oshun State? If the percentage is like, say, 5 or 10% by the total number of polling units, when you run your sample for the polling unit to go to in Oshun State, the percentage of the PVT sample should also reflect what you have as a total sample, uh, percentage of the polling unit for the local government. Meaning, if Oshun has 3% of the total polling unit in the in Oshobo have 3% of the total polling unit in Oshun State, based on your sample, 3% of your sample polling should also be in Oshobo representation. So, but then this thing are just numbers. Self. For instance, we sample 250, but I wouldn't want people to go into the mechanics what is that by the overall. It's an established principle that has been used for over 30 years. So um, we have done it over and over and we have always arrived at the same results. So the idea is not to go into the mechanic of what is the percentage, but follow what is the principle. The principle is after you have run this sample, what is important is getting reports from those samples. We don't control where the sample falls. Once you put these things on a computer, the computer runs some formulas and then wherever the sample falls, 
you must get somebody from that sample location. That is what makes it representative. For instance, from Obokon, Orolu, all the local governments you can imagine. Think about the remotest area in those local governments. If the sample falls there, we must get somebody from the location to go and observe. But then what does it do? It does, I mean, it uses two things. One is this uh, sampling, or if you like, you call it the statistics. The other part we have uh, uh, explained earlier is ICT. It use, uh, uh, observers use their phone, go to polling unit. From the polling unit, they collect information and they send to us. But the other important part is that it does two things. It provides timely and precise information. What kind of information are we talking about? If you remember, you have processes on election day, setting up a polling unit, voting, counting, and all of that. So as those things are happening, the PVT observer is sending information in their purest form from the polling unit, and they are analyzed and shared with the public. Number two is that it allows us to verify election results. Now, I know you will want to ask the question, you were in Oshun 2018, did you verify the result? And the answer is no. Like I told you, we cannot verify a bad process. Mm. What does that mean? In the first round of election in 2018, as we all know, there was no clear winner. The election was too close to call. You cannot say exactly who was winning the election. Our PVT also captured that. But by the time we go to the second round of election, it happened in seven polling units. Most of them in Orolu. We were not allowed access to those polling units. In some places, they say you have to tie a white handkerchief before you are allowed access. In some places, our observers were beaten up. You cannot verify what you did not see. Why well, you don't have access to what well, you, you don't have access? Well, you didn't observe. So if you go back to that election, the morning of the election, we issued a statement, I think as early as 1 a.m. By 7 a.m., some of the parties were already using it in their report. Somebody was even on Channel TV that morning, and he quoted part of our report. And what we said, based on what we have seen from that election, the first part of election was consistent with what we saw at the polling unit level, but we could not verify the second part of election. But within the remits, I know people will begin to ask, and so what? Or what did you do beyond that? Within the remits of what you do as observers is to observe, to document, and to report. We share the report with the people of Ocean State first because they are our primary constituency for election observation. We also share with the other stakeholders. So it is up to the people, up to other stakeholders to pick it up from there. Like one of the parties had done after the election, it picked it up from there and said, hey, one of these observer groups has called out the election and had asked that this be reviewed. So within the remit of what we do as observers, we share this report and we expected that people are acted based on that. Mm. It, it's just something very important. I, I want to talk about your, your PVT uh, observers. Uh, I want to talk about your P, P, PVT observers. You said they are, they are non-partisan. I mean, how, how do you ensure the non-partisan nature of this uh, PVT observers? Because on the day of the election, even before the election day, they are your foot soldiers. So whatever information they gather will form your, you know, your, uh, 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 your uh, perception of the election at the end of the day. So how do you ensure the non-partisan nature uh, of, your, of the PVT observers working with Yag Africa? The first, a good question to even ask is when is the election again in Ocean State? Hmm. When is the election in Ocean State? July 16th. July 16th. So as we speak now, we are in the process of recruiting our observers. Oh, interesting. If there is something we take seriously is our observer recruitment mm. because it goes through a lot of rigorous process of confirmations. Mm. We are deploying observers to 250 sample polling units. Each polling unit will have two observers. Even for the observers, they serve as check to each other. Mm. So that's the first point. But the second point is that we take this very serious that we have a checklist of the criteria we look out for. The idea that the person has to be non-partisan, the person has to have a PVC. You have to believe in the process to even be part of our observation. So you have to have a PVC. You have to belong to a community. You have to belong to a community. So by the time we go for our recruitment, we do all of these checks. As we pick this observer, as we select these observers, 
we put them through all of the tests. We come up with our code of, we have a code of conduct and pledge of neutrality. We read out the code of conduct to the observers and we state that, which is stated that a violation of these codes attracts appropriate sanction. And then there is a pledge of neutrality that they sign up to. Something we also don't tell our people when we go through the process of recruitment is that they are also subjected to what is called a bridger check. It's something you do online. You check whether the people have connection to terrorist oh. organizations oh. and all of that. So we do a lot of rigorous tests. Election is still about two months away. Election is in July, but we have started this process. As we speak, more than 70% of these observers have been recruited, but it is always not automatic that because we just have your name and that is all. We keep going back and forth with the checks, checking also with the supervisors to ensure that they confirm the authenticity of these people that they are sharing with us before we have them to sign them up on our observer database. And then they have, we have made example of other observers in the past where if we find them wanting, that was a state we went to, for instance, and then we go for training and we saw the observer coming to the training with a branded bus for one of the parties we find the observer at the spot yeah so we have done a lot of examples like you go out on election day and you hear they are sharing they are sharing money and no be more be they go they share go keep quiet we have handed most of some of them to the authorities because it is within the scope of what we had planned to do for the election so the moment they are found wanting and we, you have your do's and don'ts. Yes. So which which you were previous to even before uh, yeah. coming into. So we take that. that very seriously. Okay. So now we're trying to phone lines for now so that uh, people back home can be uh, part of this uh, conversation. You are listening to watching the vote hour, courtesy Yaga Africa. And my guest is uh, Paul uh, James, head of elections, Yaga Africa. So if you want to be part of this conversation, oh eight oh six eight six seven six one six five. You call. 0905-648-7177. Those are the numbers uh, to call. 0806-867-6165. Or you call 0905-648-7177. Now, when you, when you talked about, you know, the recruitment of the, the PVT, uh, the PVT observers, you know, maybe someone at home is thinking, maybe I can also be a part of this uh, process. How do I go about it? Or you've concluded the recruitment already. It is ongoing, but like I said, so the recruitment is in stages. We started with the leadership in the state. We have a state coordinator. We have the local government supervisors in all the local government. They are currently recruiting observers. So we are doing a comprehensive observation, plus even observing the local government coalition centers. In all, we are recruiting and working with 562 observers in Ocean State. Mm. So like I said, we recruit through. This is even hard to tell you how independent our engagements are while we are in abuja we first we identify the first sets of uh, officers and then they go down we can i mean they are all hearing me i'm sure we don't interfere in what they do at that level they just have our own criteria of how they will recruit they go at that level and then if the people falls within meet the criteria for the recruitment they recruit them so far as we speak as of yesterday out of the 500 that they are supposed to recruit, we have recruited about 373. If people are interested and they are within our sample and they uh, meet our criteria, of course, they can reach out. I'm sure we'll share the phone number exactly. of Yaga Africa at the end. They can reach out. If they are within the criteria, the much I can promise is that is to link them up with the supervisors. And then, of course, the supervisors will take it up from there, do the, uh, the checks, like I said, and if they are if they find them find them okay then we can onboard them to become our observers but so if the recruitment also does, make, not, does not does, doesn't come with connection no 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 exactly no so. it doesn't come with any connection your only connection is your pvc and your integrity mm. uh, the <laughs> other point to make also is the fact that um for funding just to make it very clear that we don't receive funding from anybody here i mean when i say everybody we don't receive funding from INEC. We don't receive funding from any political party. We get our funding from the United States Agency for International Development and also the um, United Kingdom Agency for International Development, what is called the FCDO now. This is also to state that as much as they fund this process, they don't interfere in what we do. Our independence is something we take very seriously. They say he who pays the piper dictates the tune. 
But we are always also very careful to show the fact that, look, as Nigerians, we are also independent in our thinking and in our own engagement of the process. That's why we say it is people's driven. We report based on what we hear from the people of Ocean State after we had confirmed and verified this information before we share to the public to state again that we don't receive funding from any political party or even from INEC in the state. And don't forget that you can still join us. So it was 6867 You call 0905-648-7177 if you've got any uh, observation or, or, or question as the case may be. Now, uh, to your uh, pre-election findings now. Do you share those findings with uh, the critical stakeholders within the electoral process? I mean, uh, you know, INEC, for instance, the security uh, agencies and uh, some other key players. Sure, definitely. But the first commitment we even made was to show you how we take this election very seriously. We were in town in uh, early April, and then the whole idea was to come and meet with these stakeholders. Like, we undertook advocacy visits to all of them, the Ataoja of Oshobo, the INEC rec, the, the, key, the political parties and all of that. And then beyond that also, as we speak tomorrow, we'll be interfacing with the CSO community in Ocean State. All of this commitment, all of this is the extra commitment about what these stakeholders will do around the election and also to share with them our plans for the engagement of the election. They are our primary constituency. As soon as we receive election report, we will share with them. We hope to uh, uh, release five reports for the pre-election. Like I said, mm. the first report is expected out this week. As soon as it is ready, we already have their contacts we'll share with them. But most importantly also, this report is for the people of Ocean State. They can access the report on our website at yagafrica.org. As soon as it is ready, of course, you also see that in the... Uh, I'm sure you see that in the print as soon as we release them. We already have also our courts of media. We met with the media when we were in the state um, last April. And so we have established all of these connections. As we get the report... We share with the public. So, uh, 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 finally, what should uh, should expect from uh, Yaga Africa? Is there anything you want to add to what you've said so far? Well, uh, of course, the Yaga Africa will be here for all. Will be fair for all, and Yaga Africa will remain unbiased, like I keep saying. So, um, let's take this call. Hello. Oh, hello. Okay, please, if you want to call in, uh, try to move away from the radio set or you turn down the volume of your radio set for clarity. That is very key and important. Or it's 6767 You call 0905-648-7177. Those are the numbers to call. If you want to call in, you move away from the radio set so that we can hear you very clearly. Go ahead. Yeah, sure, of course. The commitment is will be there for all, fair to all, observe every aspect of the process and be sharing information with the public. We will remain citizens-driven. Everything we'll be doing in the state will be based on what we get from the state, from the observers and also from the engagement with the different stakeholders. We will not run from motion. We'll be here till the end, just like we did in the last election. We'll observe every aspect and even be back after the election to do this post-election engagement also to get the pulse of what people think about the election and what we can also think through as we discuss the next reforms in our electoral calendar, like our electoral process. Like I said, the election is the process and not an event, and we are going to treat it as such. We'll be here to observe every aspect of the election. Mm. So if uh, an ordinary citizen, for instance, if uh, he sees something, can he, can he say something to, to Yaga Africa? Definitely. Mm. There is a phone number. That citizens can always reach out to Yaga to report. We encourage a lot of citizen observation. They can always reach out to report. When we, I mean, when COVID-19 happened, for instance, um, we got most of our reports through citizens' efforts. There were reports of domestic violence targeted mostly at women. Most of these reports came through citizens, so there will be channels for them to reach out to Yaga Africa. Our Facebook platform also, they can always drop messages there. Mm. We have a very busy media department and very responsive media department that I'm sure will always be there to provide the kind of feedback they want. So the Facebook is Facebook slash Yaga. Um, Instagram as well, Yaga. Everywhere is Yaga. 
All right. Everywhere Yaga. So remember that Yaga Africa will be observing the Yaga uh, is Y. Okay. Yeah. Y I I G A. Thank you. Okay. So remember Yaga Everywhere Africa. Is Yaga. <laughs> remember Yaga Africa will be observing the Oshun Governorship elections by deploying the parallel vote tabulation TVC methodology uh, which uses statistics and information and communication uh, uh, technology to provide systematic data on the quality of election their processes while also verifying uh, the accuracy of the official uh, results and this uh, program will be coming your way on a uh, uh, Tuesday like this at uh, 1 p.m. so and it is a platform for citizens engagement on elections with interesting guests and conversations on uh, the elections and also want to appreciate you for listening to the show today the show will be not without you the great people of a show state and Yaga Africa is inviting you to stay tuned as we work together uh, to promote credible uh, election in the state. Uh, this program is Kasi Yaga Africa and partners NDI, uh, USAID, and also uh, UK Aid. And I've been speaking with uh, Paul James, who is the head of elections, Yaga uh, Africa. So we see you next week. Thompson Towers, my name. And thank you for coming, uh, uh, Paul James. Thank you for the opportunity. Bye. The Ocean Governorship election is almost here, and Yaga Africa's Watching the Vote will be observing the electoral process to provide accurate information to the people. On election day, Yaga Africa will deploy the parallel vote tabulation, PVT. The PVT is a special election observation tool that uses statistics and technology to enable nonpartisan citizen observers to provide accurate reports on the voting process. Guess what? The PVT will tell the people of Ocean if results announced reflect the votes cast in the polling unit. Yaga Africa. We'll deploy 562 watching the vote observers to polling units and collision centers across all local governments in Oshun State. Observers will send in reports to a centralized database. The report will be analyzed and shared with voters and stakeholders in near real time. So, good citizens of Oshun State, protect your PVC and get ready to vote. No more Dipoko Sebe. For more inquiries, send a message to Yaga Africa via 0903-800-7744. Follow us on social media at Yaga watching the vote making votes count don't tell your vote oh. no matter the thing them they tell you no matter the thing they do you no matter how much money them they give you don't sell your vote oh. no need to fight oh. because they're picking no go join you go they won't come Okay. If you look at the situation, everything harsh for this our nation. Poverty rising and inflation. Life still day for the fuel station. This gotta change my determination. This election, no intimidation. Protect the selection, we gotta make sure. Everybody votes count for the future. For the future. Take your vote for me. Now your future be that. Yeah, now your future be that. Yeah.